Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Rusty Quill presents.
It had been a while since I'd held them, the pale revolvers. I almost forgot how it felt, to see the world through the eyes of God, to be relieved of even my small shred of wonder, to know the world as a single inert fact. Whatever dreams we thought beyond the pale, whatever claim faith made about the other side of existence, none of it troubled, or would ever trouble, the machine of cause and effect. Everything had a place, and there was a place for everything, whether we knew it or not. Whenever I was in that moment, I was content. Not happy, mind you, but filled up. Complete. I was just a trigger man for fate. But that state, that feeling of omniscience, wasn't for a man to know very long, or without suffering. I could only hang on to the thing so long before my hands burned cold and grew numb crippled. Whenever the guns were safely tucked away back into their case, all I wanted was something to prove them wrong. Something that showed life was more than a perfectly wound watch. I would dive into art, poems, music, anything that bucked the certainty of things, the impossibility of meaning. Of course, the irony wasn't wasted on me, that the only folks who could skirt the Newtonian order were the same bozos I was in the business of hunting down. Speaking of noticing things, it was clear my sister was still sizing up the fiasco from the alleyway, no doubt wondering if our reunion was such a great thing after all. I didn't know how to sugarcoat offing more than a dozen human beings. Maybe the situation could speak for itself, that we were in a war as much as on a case. And in this racket, the two weren't mutually exclusive. But somehow I didn't think that'd be her angle on things. More likely, she'd see an ever-shrinking line separating me and the types of people we were after. I don't know. Maybe that's the right beat after all. If just doing my job wasn't the best excuse, and it rarely was, the whole thing came down to ethics. Maybe even faith that our side had it right and justify the carnage we made of the opposing team. Problem was that our side, humanity, didn't have the cleanest record when it came to being right, to say nothing about being humane. It's the reason I became an anti-deist in the first place, or an atheist, as some people call us. It was the new philosophy on the block, that knowledge can never lead to truth, that anything completely tractable to the mind must not be the whole of truth, just a fragment, what a limited mind can handle. And faith didn't get a pass either. One of the reasons I liked the philosophy so much was that it claimed faith was no different than reason, just a more subjective application of it. In essence, both were expressions of an incomplete calculus, and we were all just bluffing our way through life. I don't know. Maybe thinking you couldn't truly know right from wrong was the perfect philosophy for a bounty hunter slash assassin. Romy and I had only a few perfunctory exchanges about how to proceed with the evening's activities, what we were going to do about the guy coming through on their, its way to Marrow's. It was too big a deal to leave to the mood we were in, so, like it or not, I felt like I had to break some ice. Look, um, about what happened back in the alley. It's okay. I, I understand. You did what had to be done. Played by their rules, just like you said. I, I never said I liked my job, Romy. 
they were going to kill us, or if they managed to hand us off to those things under the city. Probably a hell of a lot worse. A hell of a lot worse. I get it. I just wasn't ready for it. All those people. People with families, maybe. People with families can kill just as easily as those without. Doesn't mean they get a pass for it. Especially when they're aiming machine pistols at my sister. So I'm the reason you killed them? That's not fair, Romy. I killed them because they would have killed us. I killed them because, just like me, they knew the risks. When you hunt, killing's always a possibility, if not a necessity. I'm not a hunter, Isaiah, and I'm certainly not a killer. I'll keep you out of it if I can, but there may come a time. Romy paused, just looking down. Finally, she took a deep breath and spoke up. Look, Isaiah, I'll be totally honest. No BS. It's not... It's not just that you killed them. It's that you did it so easily. That look on your face. I just wish all this shit had never happened to us. The things they've shown us, made us comfortable with. It's horrible. She was right, naturally. On all counts. I had a good excuse for my actions going into the conversation, but uh, she sunk me with that bit about my indifference. I could kill and not care. Worse, there were some individuals I might have even enjoyed killing, for my own personal, selfish reasons. It was clear to me, at that moment, the best thing I could ever do was ensure she never acquired my comfort with killing. All I can tell you, Romy, is that... I don't like what I've become either. It's just... I just... It's okay. I didn't mean to make you... The world has had its way with all of us, and I need to realize that. You did what had to be done. I was wrong to tell you how you should feel about it. We're in this together, and I'll stand by you no matter what. I couldn't tell who she was trying to convince, but I hoped it was just me. I nodded my thanks. She stood up and thumbed towards the outside of the barn. So, how do you want to handle tonight? Now that he knows about us, does Golturo think we killed Paris and that we therefore know about what's happening tonight? Or does he think he just caught an interested party peeking into his business? Golturo knows where the ones Landsmore was tailing, and that I know about their little torture cabin in the woods, and that we both pack some strange hardware. You might even know that we were the ones who made Scrim as an accomplice the other night. But what does he make of all that? Does he keep with his plans tonight? Or change them, considering the circumstances? Well, in either case, he's likely going to have those creatures of his on the lookout for us. Yeah, but he doesn't know that we don't need to get all that close to accomplish what we want. You can work from a fairly long distance, right? True, but still, the closer the better. They're going to be coming through Squint Lane, which is tight as a drum. But after that, I'm not sure where they're headed. How they'll get to this cave Kyle mentioned. And there's no time now to go and scope things out. There's probably already a small army of shooters and who knows what down there as we speak. I poured through my recollections of the city, searching for anything that might be close enough to suit my sister's needs for a proper dream read. Finally, something popped into my head. There's a small shipping outfit not more than a block from Squint Lane. 
I had a lead on an exopath I was tracking that took me right through there once. Trucks moving in and out all the time. If we grab one of them, we can drive right onto the lot and uh, you can do your thing. What about the driver? Can you do to him what you did to Lansmore? Yeah, shouldn't be too much of a problem. Okay then, looks like we've got ourselves a plan. In short order, we were at it again, skulking the shadows in and around the back alleys of Nighthead, making our way to the street that turned onto the one parallel to Squint Lane. And, just to be on the safe side, I'd extended my power a short distance around us. I needed to know if we were being watched from the shadows. It wasn't long before a large cargo truck pulled up to the stop sign next to us. Romy just walked out in front of the vehicle, her eyes blazing, and that was it. After pushing the driver aside, we climbed into the truck. Romy laid down on the sleeper behind the seats, and I put the truck into gear. It was all up to her now. The darkness that enveloped Nighthead's dream space was, as usual, ever-present. Only this time, I was more careful about how I managed it, wrapping myself in a darkness of my own construction, trying to blend in. Then I waited, crouching with my web of dreams like some kind of sleep spider, fangs outstretched, waiting for the flutter of a passing dream, a meal. I couldn't help thinking about what I'd said before how we were meant to be monsters. Septic, abhorrent imagery started pouring into the dream. Monsters of every stripe merged together, forming a towering abomination, then melted apart into caterwauling packs of loping horrors. My guess was it all came from all the henchmen working security around the visiting Inhumans. All the things they must have seen. Talk about doing anything for a paycheck. I tightened my primer, excluding everything but images of caves and narrow passages, hoping to snag something, anything, that gave us a fix on the cave. At this point, the dream was just a maze of alleyways and stairwells and caverns, like lifting a dream from M.C. Escher. Granted, the stairwells indicated the entrance to the cave was likely located inside a building, but that wasn't enough. I tried to hone in on a set of similar images, hoping I was narrowing the dream feed to a single person to get a singular set of directions to the cave. The move seemed to work as the maze collapsed into something navigable. When the eels appeared, I was close to getting a fix on the cave, which appeared to be in the basement of an old warehouse. Picking out a few visual standouts near the place to nail down the position, I started closing down the dream. The eels glided through the streets of the dream even as it began to fade away. Once it was gone, I opened a new one, thinking I might snag something about the visiting dignitary of horrors or maybe even something directly from them. I baited the new Dreamcatcher with what had now become, for me at least, a symbol of the whole case, the crown of Hydras. 
When I snatched the image from Scrim, the thing had a weight to it, something heavy with darkest history. I figured if anything dragged these monsters out of their hidey holes, it was the power behind that image, the crown. Time was never easy to gauge within a dream, but it seemed like I had been waiting forever. Finally came a nibble, an image. At first, it was just a plume of dust that blew aimlessly down a barren street somewhere. But in moments, it grew into a dust storm, a gray blizzard that consumed the dream. The dream darkness I'd wrapped myself in was coming loose, flaking away within the dust storm. Struggling with my disguise, I caught a glimpse of something bent and shuffling, making its way through the piling dust. It was an old woman, clad in white rags, and wrapped in a wheeling dust devil. Her head was bowed and hands raised in a gesture of worship. She slowly made her way toward a point in the distance, a vast darkness that swallowed the horizon, wherein floated a pair of glowering red eyes. Paralleling her route to the darkness were dozens of other paths, all of them sporting monstrous figures, all heading towards the darkness, all hands lifted in veneration. When the last of my counterfeit darkness fled me, the old woman turned her head toward me, her joints cracking even over the howling wind. A massive set of gray wings fanned out behind her, huge things that stretched horizon to horizon, wide swaths of them naked of feathers. I retreated immediately, pushing myself out of the dream as fast and hard as I could but something about the old woman made it difficult for me to escape. Her eyes drilled into me as she grew closer, hands outstretched, her joints cracking with every step. The wind slammed me, caking me with dust. Why not join me on my pilgrimage, child? We will rise into the air to join him, lay down upon the wind before him. Pledge ourselves to his service forever. She was almost to me. The old woman's presence was aging me, my skin graying the closer she approached. Again, I recalled what I could have been, the monster I was meant to be. I swallowed my fear and rose up in front of the old witch. This was my dream. The world before me went blue as I burned my will back into it. I just barely managed to turn away the buffeting winds, trying once more to rip my way free of the dream. Once my eyes went blue and she glimpsed the Balik on my hip, the old monster's demeanor soured drastically. Wakeless cur! You dare skulk about my thoughts! You dare lift a hand against his will? You filth from Nod will learn your place, and I'll start with you. She figured me for a wakeless, which I didn't know how to take. Whatever this creature was, it was above my pay grade, and quickly broke through the dream, shrugging it off almost effortlessly, laying me bare to the darkness. I could feel the supernatural murk submerging me, like I'd fallen into a tar pit. The darkness suddenly loosened its grip as a pale light melted a small hole in the pitch. Isaiah, 
I must have been making enough of a commotion in my sleep that he overheard me. With one final effort, I managed to push through the opening in the gloom, coming awake to my brother's hand covering my mouth. He shushed me immediately, pointing past the windshield of the truck. Everything was blacked out, save for the pale suggestion of a titan eel thing cruising blithely about the void. The thing was easily the length of the parking lot that was no longer visible. It felt as though the truck had settled at the bottom of an oceanic trench, where hidden monstrosities stalked the depths. You must have ruffled some tail feathers. They're everywhere. Looking for us, no doubt. I have directions to the cave, but then something I'm not sure how to describe caught me on my way out. I'm assuming it's the client Paris was talking about. Here's hoping we get the chance to use those directions of yours. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. And the Sleep-Wake Cycle theme song was written and performed by Sean Zeller. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Meltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythology, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the larger world of Meltopia, head over to Meltopia.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.